Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, and Jerry Keezer. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report. Coming at you live from the Hammer Down Racing Report home studios. Presented by Oakshade Raceway. I'm your host, Scott Hammer, along with Ron Miller, Jerry Keezer. Hey, everybody. Coming at you live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Make sure to like us. Follow us uh, on Twitter at uh, Hammer Report. Follow us on YouTube, too. Why not? Yeah. Of course, you can listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Spreaker. Actually, where our podcasts are actually located. Spreaker, yeah. And then it goes everywhere from there. Uh, and you can check out the podcast now on, uh, I updated our HammerdownRacingReport.com webpage. So all the shows are right there, right when you go to HammerdownRacingReport.com. Yeah. Crazy thing. I mean, why would I want all the shows on HammerdownRacingReport.com? I don't know. Tonight on the show, we got a, a big one for That's you. That's not what I went to that website for. What's that? What do you go to that website for? That's where I link my ad hoc network so I can hide where I'm watching other stuff from. I, I, okay. Okay. I don't, <laughs> That's I don't. my proxy proxy right. IP addresses for HammerdownRacingReport.com. Tonight on the show, we're going to be uh, speaking with Thad Moffitt, ARCA driver, grandson of uh, Richard Petty. He'll be at Toledo Speedway this weekend for the Arca Menard Series event, Saturday night. And also, uh, we'll be speaking to Greg Stilwell Jr., who won the Late Model Sportsman feature at uh, Toledo Speedway this past Sunday. He's going to be calling in uh, a little bit later, uh, about uh, 740-ish, 745, because he's got got his kids' uh, softball, baseball. Baseball. Make sure you ask him about the fact that he was supposedly retiring he was weeks away from hanging up the helmet, from what I understand. I had not heard that. Yeah, that's was that before his win back in uh, nineteen, the Gold Cup yeah, deal? No, that was before this. He he wasn't. He was just about done, supposedly. Is what I heard. All right. Don't don't quote me on that. We'll ask. We'll definitely ask. All right. Yeah, what, report what, to me next week. We'll, okay, or just watch the show. <laughs> thanks for thanks for that, watching. That, yeah. Well, and, and it's pretty reasonable. He's, he's got kids that uh, are in sports and he takes care of them. He's got a very nice uh, uh, lawn business and uh, it, it all takes time. Yep, absolutely. I want to thank Oakshade Raceway, our presenting sponsor. Mm-hmm. We're the fastest meet to race every Saturday night starting uh, this weekend, May 22nd. We will have uh, another full show of Late Model Sports and Bombers Compacts next week's uh, American Late Model Series makes it, making its return. Uh, nice. Debuted at Eldora a couple weeks ago, first uh, show of the year. So, interesting to see how that goes. Also, brand new sponsor back on, actually not brand new, but back with us. Uh, it's been about a year. Um, Big D's Pizza Sighting in Indianapolis. Really? I'm not hmm. sure what that means, Dave, but Okay. Uh, freeze frame photos is uh, back on board for all your racetrack photo needs, whether on the track or victory lane. They have 24 years of memories uh, at Oakshade, Toledo, and other tracks around the area. Um, they can do photo photo shoots by appointment, uh, special moments, frozen in time. Give them a call 419 476 9978. Numbers right down, down there, right under Jerry. Or you can find them every Saturday night at Oakshade Raceway. There you go. Also, thanks to Big D's Pizza, Subs, Ribs, Chicken, and more in Clyde, Ohio, 419-547-1444. Order online, orderbigdspizza.com. That's the uh, the address, orderbigdspizza.com. Uh, and get their... Uh, Caps Racing in Indy tonight at Circle City. 
Hey. Big ah. Caps car, Indianapolis. Gotcha, that. Yeah, now it all makes sense. Yeah, okay. Uh, you can order the Big Nut Barbecue Sauce, $5.99 a pint. Big D's uh, Pizza, big on taste, down in price. A lot of action uh, this past weekend, Jerry. Uh, before we get to that, I want to mention Real Geese Silhouette DK, D, DKs. Decoys. Real Come Geese on, Silhouette God. Decoys, Mill Street Speedway, and, uh, of course, Ron Miller Race Cars. Uh, I can say, yeah, mention him because I, I just yeah. went to the home of Ron Miller Race Cars, picked up some safety gear for my truck to get ready for next month's events at Lima Land and Oak Shade for the trucks. So thank yeah. you, Ron Miller, for taking care of me, making sure I'm safe behind the wheel of my truck. Yeah, well, we try. <laughs> I ordered stuff from him too. Yeah. 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 So what what uh let's talk about the action from last weekend, Jerry. This week's racing roundup, once again brought to you by Tim Sims, Tim's Dirt Track Simulators in Lima, Ohio, the home of the Hillbilly High Banks. Lots of racing action to go over. Attica Raceway Park was in action with Stuart Brubaker holding off Chris Andrews and Brennan Brandon Spinholler to win the AFCS 410 feature Friday night. It's Brubaker's ninth career 410 win at Attica. 2016 track champion Matt Irie survived a tangle with a lap car coming to the checkers to win the late model feature over Ryan Markham and Tyler Thompson. It was Irie's second win of the season. Paul Weaver got back in victory lane in the AFCS 305 feature for his 60th career 305 win. Jamie Miller finished second and Steve Rando was third. My home track, Lima Land Motorsports Park, finally back in action for the first time since August of 2019. Stratton Briggs picked up the win in the USAC Midwest Thunder Midget feature honoring Mike Stryker after Jacob Denny had heartbreak. Final lap, final corner, lap car spun in front of him, nowhere to go. That put Briggs on the pole for the restart, and he was able to run away with it, picking up the win over Chet Gerke and Ian Krieger. Jordan Conover won the Bud Thunderstock feature in the 7C, and Craig Dipman was second there. Casey Barr was third. Jeff Koz picked up the modified win over Dylan Woodling and Shane O'Connor. Koz, that was his first time in a race car since August 2019 as well, so no rust for Jeff Koz. Chris Hicks picked up the Dirt Track Truck Series feature over Kenny Douglas and Dwayne Powell. Oakshade Raceway was in action with six-time track champion Rusty Schlink parking in winner's circle after the late model feature Saturday night. Point leader Devin Shields couldn't chase him back down and settle for second with Casey Noonan in third. Rusty Smith led flag to flag in the UMP Sportsman feature to win over Carter Murday and Mike Jessen. Colin Schilt picked up his first bomber A-main win of the season over last week's feature winner Gabe Mueller finishing second. Adam Lance was third. Eric Carr somehow won the compact A-main despite only running on three cylinders. Dylan Burt won the bomber B. Charity Rober won her... Charity Roby won her second consecutive compact B, and Jeff Wells got the bomber C main win. How does somebody pick up a win in the compacts on three cylinders? Was it, was it slick enough to be on the bottom? I mean, was that the trick? Um, compacts I'm, are just I'm, fun I'm, to watch. I'm, I'm thinking it just happened right towards the end. He dropped back he, in about the middle of the race. He was up there right. racing with the leaders, dropped back, and then I think some of the leaders had issues, and somehow he got back up there. Yep. That's impressive. That's cool. Very, very good. Congratulations there to Eric Carr. That's awesome. Fremont Speedway was in action with DJ Foose waiting to the white flag lap to take the lead from race long leader Trey Jacobs and then held up a last lap challenge from Byron Reed to earn his second 410 sprint win of the year. In the makeup feature for the Pub 400 night from April 24th, Lamore California's Cole Macedo took the lead from Stuart Brubaker on a restart and never looked back, winning by nearly six seconds for his first career Fremont Speedway victory. He would take the win over Brubaker, Travis Philo, DJ Foose, and Brian Smith. 
Fremont's Dustin Stroop held off a very late race challenge from defending Fremont Speedway track champion Paul Weaver to earn his second straight Fremont Federal Credit Union 305 sprint win. Well, that's the challenge to hold off Paul Weaver in a 305. That's pretty awesome. Sean Valenny held off several challenges and drove to his second Burmeister Trophy truck or dirt truck feature of win of the year. It's his 63rd career victory at Fremont Speedway, placing him alone in second place on the all-time win list, just 13 behind the legend Art Ball. Jim Holcomb finished second, and Bradley Stuckey finished third. Sandusky Speedway was in action with Clayton Oliver taking the Renegades feature over James McKay and Andrew McCall. Pierce Knox with Kyle Lawson winning over Bill Rabbits and Johnny Newman. Laney Najeki took the victory in the beginner stocks over Ethan Rasiska. Shady Bull Speedway was in action with the Wooten Automotive and Towing Modifieds being won by Mike Carroll. Adams Automotive Street Stocks, uh, A-Main was picked up by Buck Pertee. In the Herod Septic Solutions Compacts, it was Mike Wintrow in a very emotional victory after losing one of his best friends earlier in the week that supported him and several of the compact drivers, Justin Dreer. So congratulations for Mike winning that. And then in the Noble Armor Coatings Crown Vicks, Jimmy McElfresh picked up the victory. Eldora Speedway was in action with Hudson O'Neill dominating the 5,000 to win ALMS feature Saturday. Daryl Lennigan finished a distant second with Devin Moran third. In UMP modified action, Jesse Weiscarver picked up his first ever career Eldora victory over Dylan Woodling and Brian Ruhlman. Rob Trent held on to win the Superstock feature over Jordan Conover and Tony Anderson. Flat Rock Speedway was in action with a pair of first-time winners gracing the Monroe Asphalt's winner's circle Saturday afternoon. Gary Cronowet scored his first ever win in the ARCA DTS drivetrain specialist street stock A main, while Taylor Papineau notched his initial checkered flag in the street stock B main contest. Dennis Wisman Jr. took his second win in the ARCA figure eight feature and race. I'm going to totally slash this. Met Depenigan? <laughs> Met Depenigan. I'm not the only yes. one. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't too terrible. Rich France and, uh, and Gary Lindahl, like they're, they're just, his name is I still can't. Even after I hear him, Metadepican. That's like our buddy at Oakshade. McManamy. McManamy, you got it. That's even worse. But Met Benigan, that guy took the victory in the 250 lap Enduro. Toledo Speedway was in action with Jack Franzel winning the Central Avenue Truck Parts School Bus Figure 8 Sunday afternoon, uh, winning the 25-lap ARCA R&M Recycling Late Model Sportsman feature with Sylvania, Ohio racer Greg Stillwell Jr., who we'll talk to here in just a little while. Randy Padgett was the winner in the Vault Antiques and Treasures ARCA Factory Stock feature race, and surviving the Boat Figure 8 race was winner was Dave Lambert. The World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars were in action with Carson Macedo leading all 25 laps during night one of the Morgan Cup at Williams Grove Speedway on Friday. Lance DeWeese just didn't have enough to score his 100th victory at the track and had to settle for second. Brett Marks and his family-owned car finished third. On Saturday, Aaron Reisel led all 30 laps to make a $15,000 winner's check and a 2.19 second triumph over Geo Selzy. Lance DeWeese entered the picture towards the end but just couldn't maneuver lap traffic and had to settle for third. Logan Schuhart soared past Carson Macedo on lap 11 and ran away with his second World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series triumph of the season at Bridgeport Motorsports Park on Tuesday night. It marks his 25th Outlaw win of his career. Macedo held on to finish second, and Anthony, Anthony Macri rounded out the podium for the third time in a row. Next up for the Outlaws, tomorrow night at Attica Raceway Park and Saturday at Sharon Speedway. So, going to be some good times here in Ohio for the Outlaws. Flow Racing All-Star Circuit of Champions were in action Friday night. 
at I-96 Speedway, and it featured a clash between Tyler Courtney's aggression and Ian Madsen's consistency. In the end, Courtney won out, dominating the second half of the 30-lap feature for the victory. Kyle Reinhardt led all 25 laps to win his first Flow Racing All-Star Circuit of Champions feature Saturday night at the dirt track at Route 66. Although Reinhardt was able to control all 25 cir circuits, it wasn't a walk in the park as Tyler Courtney and Corey Eliason did their best to overtake <coughs> Reinhardt, but they had to settle for second and third respect respectfully. Cap Henry came home fourth. Sounds like Cap's in action tonight with the inaugural races at Circle City Raceway in Indianapolis, Indiana tonight and tomorrow. On Saturday, the series will head to Gas City I-69 Speedway in Indiana. And Sunday, it's to the Kokomo Speedway. So Indiana swing this weekend for are, the All-Star Circuit of Champions. Are you sure it's not Circuit City? It is Circle. <laughs> circle is City. Circle City. Oh, I thought Circuit, Circus, Circuit City was coming back. Hey, uh, we're going to break in here. We got uh, Thad Moffat on, on the phone here. Thad, are you there? Uh, yeah, I'm here. All right. I like it when things work. Uh, thanks, thanks for joining us uh, tonight. You got a big race coming up uh, this week. How how big do you consider Toledo Speedway on on the Arkham Menard schedule? I mean, it's not Daytona or anything, but it, I'm I'm guessing it's still an important race. Yeah, I think it's really important, um, especially kind of kicking off this stretch. You know, we have uh, Toledo and then Charlotte and then Mid Ohio. It kind of starts our our summer stretch, and then of course it's always the home track uh, for the Arca Series. Every time we go, so it's always a big deal for them, and uh, it's a really, really unique short track. Uh, it's really, really fun to race there, and I've had a lot of speed uh, the past couple of years. This stuff hasn't really gone right, so um, it's it's usually a pretty big kickoff for our summer uh, summer points battle, kind of. Well, let's uh, let's uh, dive a little bit into your your background. You know, you're, I'm sure you're probably sick of hearing this uh, grandson of Richard Petty. Um, Originally, how, how did you get into racing? Because I was uh, reading some things uh, about you, and you were involved in all kinds of different sports, and it sounds like you got to a point where you had to make a decision of what you wanted to do. Yeah, so um, when I was eight, um, we ran really good in the Daytona 500, or uh, my grandpa's team did. Eric Amarola was driving, and I was walking with the grandpa to pit road after the race, and I was like, it hit me. I was like, man, this could be me one day. And, uh, so I asked him and I asked him for like six months to buy me a go-kart. Uh, it took him forever, um, to, to actually consider doing it because of what happened to Adam, um, that the year I was born. So, uh, it took him a while to, to get me into it. And then it was like, once I ran my first go-kart race, uh, I was like, I had a bug and it just never went away and i would just keep bugging them keep letting me race keep letting me race every weekend i mean we were traveling all over the place um but i was still wanted to play like football and baseball with all my friends all the way up until my sophomore year of high school um and we had a football game uh and we had on friday night and i raced three different classes the next day at hickory motor speedway and uh so we went into a couple of overtimes in the football game. And then the next day I pulled triple duty and ran the, well, it was just limited and late model, but uh, late model races were like twin fifties or something. So it was three separate races. Uh, and at the end of the, the night, they had to like pull me out of the car. I was so dehydrated and wore out. And I was like, man, if I'm going to do this racing stuff, like I got, I got to pick one or the other. Like I got to take it serious. And, uh, so that's whenever I decided to kind of give up. Um, 
my traditional sports like football and basketball and uh, just go racing full time from there. Were you any good at football, basketball? Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I played, uh, I played for a long time. I started when I was six. I uh, played middle linebacker and fullback um, all the way through my sophomore year of high school. And so I guess I was, I was all right, good enough to make all the teams and uh, start on both sides of the ball. I would think that the uh, conditioning involved in that probably prepares you pretty well for, for racing as well. Yeah, for sure. I think there's a difference uh, difference for, like, every sport. You know, like, baseball players have just huge forearms, and uh, football players are just overall really, really big dudes. And then <laughs> basketball players jump really high. And I think, uh, like, NASCAR, I mean, it's a lot of um, mental focus and stamina, like, withstanding the heat and then – I feel like most of the G-forces and everything goes to our core and our lower back, so we have to have pretty strong um, lower back muscles and, and core muscles. That's what I tend to work out like the most and then just do cardio uh, to build stamina. But I think like every sport kind of has a unique skill set you have to have to participate at the highest level. Now, you're you're a younger guy here. I mean, you, you have a, a big workout routine. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, most of the guys I race with, um, we, we train pretty hard, you know, I mean, it gets to be like a hundred plus in the car, um, almost every race. And so like, just to be able to keep your mental focus while being that hot, uh, is pretty tall task on top of driving the race car and giving feedback and all that stuff. Um, so, I mean, most of us work out pretty regularly. It's uh, like five days a week I work out. So, all right. Well, and you've been driving in the ARCA series for for a few years now. How how many uh, how many years you've been with ARCA? Uh, three. I thought three it was years. more than that. So you've only been <coughs> last year. You switched to uh, David Gilliland's team. Um, yeah. How how well, was? I guess. It, I guess this would be the fourth year. Fourth year. Okay. That's sounds. Yeah. Good. Well, we'll go with that. Uh, how, yeah. how has that transition been? I mean, I, I mean, last year was kind of a weird year anyways. Is, it, is Are things starting to get back to normal? Or, I mean, are you getting into a, a routine? Yeah, I think that um, me and my team, like, I, I'm mostly the same team from last year, and I think we've uh, grew to be pretty close. And um, I have my engineer, same engineer, my same crew chief, and uh, he's um, he's been really, really good. Derek Smith is his name, and he's been really, really good. Um being my crew chief, I feel like sometimes he knows what I'm going to say before I say it um, now, but I think we've kind of bonded and got a little closer and uh, everybody's hitting on all eight cylinders right now. And um, we're fifth in points. We have a third place finish and then two sixth place finishes. And then of course, Daytona, we got an incident early. Um, But I think, I think we have a lot of speed right now. We just need to be a little more consistent and uh, being in the top five and top three, and I think our win's coming soon. You've had a great last few races, obviously, and you talk about being in shape and, and being in the race cars. I'm just curious, do you do anything for your hand-eye coordination? Do you do any, like the sim racing, eye racing, some of those events? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so most of the eye racing stuff, um, we do – hosted races and, and stuff like that with other drivers and then a lot of times i'll get on there and just run laps by myself and practice 
um, just just to keep up with the hand-eye coordination and um, getting a feel for the track before I even show up to the track is always helpful. Uh, so I really appreciate them letting us use that uh, as a tool for us. Yeah, do you feel that's a very effective tool now, now that iRacing has gotten so advanced as far as setups, things like that? Uh, I, I feel like um, it doesn't completely translate over to a car, um, but it's about as close as you can get um, for what it is. You know, like a lot of the hand-eye stuff um, is really helpful, and then most of the time if I pick a, a lift point or a brake point on an iRacing, it's within a couple hundred feet when I get to the track. Um, so it, it's just about as close as you're probably going to get. <laughs> So you got uh, Toledo this weekend. Are you still at home in North Carolina? Or are you? Uh, when do you actually get into town? So we actually are flying up on Saturday and then flying out Saturday night because we don't even get on track till I think four o'clock in the afternoon Saturday or something. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, we'll just fly in for the day and then and then fly out that night after the race. Is that pretty typical for for most of the races? Uh, just you know, coming out the the day of the race. Uh, it wasn't until last year in COVID because beforehand, uh, we had like autograph sessions the day before and meet and greets the day before and stuff like that. And, uh, I really miss spending the Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, with practice qualifying and uh, getting to meet people and, uh, be in front of the fans a little bit. Um, but hopefully we get back to that here pretty soon. It seems like it's going in that direction with the mask going away and and having full grandstands so um i'm excited about it do you see nascar going back to uh multi-day practice sessions or are they kind of stuck with the same day program that they've had uh, since last year uh well i mean they're they're trying it in coda this weekend they're going to do uh practice for every series um the day before the race so i see them see them working that back into the schedule i don't see them making a whole lot of changes before the end of the year um but i think that that they'll go back to what they traditionally had you know getting the drivers there for the weekend and and getting them in front of people in front of their sponsors and um just being able to practice a little bit i think that it's kind of hurt a lot of the drivers that have been trying to move up in series uh not being able to practice and work on their cars and gain experience at this track at the tracks until they're 10, 20 laps into the race. We don't even know what our car is going to do. Uh, so I'm looking forward to having practice at, at Toledo and practice and qualifying at Toledo. And I think it will be beneficial in uh, helping us have a good run. Now you mentioned that uh, your third place finish, I believe that was Phoenix. That was your uh, best finish in the ARCA series. Uh, yes. That was our best career to date finish. We actually we led laps in that race, uh, and we ran probably top five, six all night. Um, the 18 car was really, really fast. And then on a final restart, we ended up going from fourth to third. And uh, I thought it was a, a pretty good race for us. We lacked a little bit of speed uh, to be able to run in those front two. But I think that, uh, that we're getting there. And... Uh, I'm really excited, like I said, to go to Toledo. I think that the speed we had last year uh, didn't really correlate with our finishes because we had the starter wire go out on the grid before we started the race, 
um, the first day of the doubleheader. And then on the second day, we lost a radio like 30 laps in. I think we lost two laps on pit road, changing it, and then got them back and finished like eighth or something. But we really had a, a lot of speed. So what's, uh, what's your confidence level uh, of maybe getting that first win this weekend at Toledo? Uh-oh. You still there? I think we lost Thad. Oh, no. Wait, hold on a second. Thad, you still there? Yeah, you got me still? Got, got you yeah, now. There yeah. we are. Sorry about that. Uh, what would, I don't know if you heard me or not, but uh, what what's your confidence level uh, as far as uh, possibly getting that first win going into uh, the race at Toledo this weekend? Um, I think if we play our cards right and, and uh, let the race and the track come to us, um, obviously we have to have a good car. We have to not make any mistakes on pit road, and I have to not make any mistakes on the track and restarts and stuff like that. And I think um, if, we, if we can just let the race come to us, we'll definitely be there at the end. Uh, I'm really confident that we'll run in the top three, um, but I think we'll for sure have a shot. A little heads up that some of the other teams aren't getting. Bring your slick track set up because it's going to be hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we were looking. 90 degrees. Yeah, we were looking at the uh, weather. I'm, I'm imagining it'll be a bit of a fatigue uh, race, too, being that hot. We'll, we'll probably get pretty hot in the car. But uh, 200 laps, it should be fun. Yeah. Slick, hot, wear out our right rear, right front tires. It'll be a driver's race. Yep. Be a driver's track, yeah. So I read uh, that you consider yourself the worst qualifier in the world. Why? Is that still true? No, and why me. is that? That's me, Scott. That's you. you don't qualify. You just draw a pill. Yeah, so I, I'm not very good at qualifying. It's uh, It seems like I always have a really fast race car in practice until everybody starts mocking up. And when they do their practice qualifying run, it's like they pick up four tenths and I only pick up like half a tenth. <laughs> I don't know why that is. I'm working on it. It's something I've been really trying to work on, but not having qualifying the past couple of years has really like hurt. Uh, my ability to be able to work on that but there's definitely an edge you have to find qualifying um and i've qualified well a few times like over my career but most of the time it seems like uh i don't really qualify like where i feel i should um but hopefully we can turn that around i think this is one of the first races we've qualified for this year right because we started off a practice in phoenix started off of points in Kansas or practice in Kansas. I guess Daytona, we qualified at Daytona. Would you, pref- would you prefer, uh, they just did away with qualifying altogether? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, that means I would start in the top five. <laughs> there you I'm go. Sorry, the point. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, yeah. uh, I mean, uh, are you thinking a possible championship here? I mean, fifth in the points, I mean, you're definitely a contender. Yeah, so we have uh, five races that are unsold, and so we're we're looking to get those last five races sold, but we're definitely wanting uh, to run for a championship this year. You know, I think we have a shot at it for sure. We've been running really good. We've, we've been really consistent. Just um, The 20 car has been really, really consistent. I think he has like an average finish of like 1.8 this far or something um, with his two wins, but... Uh, I think that, that we definitely have a shot if we can 
keep running like we are and keep the speed that we have and just not make any mistakes and have any really bad DNFs, I think we'll be there uh, when it comes down to Kansas at the end of the year. Now, you used to keep a penny under your seat, and uh, I, I believe you don't do that anymore. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, I, I used to keep a penny under my seat, and it didn't seem to fall my way in the end. So now I don't, I don't really have a whole lot of rituals that I'll do. Um, Those superstitions? Race yeah, superstitions. How did you keep a penny under your seat? Did you tape it? I mean, how would, how would it even stay there? Yeah, it's just, it's just a piece of tape, like okay. a piece of clear um what do they call it box tape or whatever gotcha maybe go for a quarter or a 50 cent piece maybe you're, you're, i don't know if i find I if i find one on, on the ground i'll definitely try that's <laughs> <laughs> something our listeners want to know does uh does richard have any input at all in your in your racing does he ever give you any advice yeah he's actually really influential um you know he always talks to me after the races and and asked me what I need to win the race, like where I felt like I lacked um, speed to win the race. And sometimes it might be me and sometimes it might be the car. Um, but he, he usually just talks to me and kind of gets my opinion and then um, tells me things that maybe he would have done a little differently. I think that our cars have changed so much, his driving style. Like he, oh, sure. one foot brake. Yeah, he, he would like, only drove with his right foot and uh if you do that in nascar nowadays you're oh yeah there's not a chance you know so um i think that we've changed a lot you know my uncle kyle really helped me um i think a little more because he was more relatable the cars he drove um up until his retirement were a little more relatable to the stuff we're driving now um but grandpa definitely is is pretty influential and um, not just my racing career, but just as a person, you know, the way you treat people, the way you talk to people, um, all that stuff. He's, he's a really good job. He does a really good job at that. And he tries to teach me, uh, kind of the same thing. And, uh, your car number kind of has uh, something to do with, with your family racing history as well, right? Yeah. So, um, I would be the fourth generation race car driver but i'm the fifth petty to drive because me and adam are actually cousins um so my great grandpa lee was 42 um, richard was 43 my uncle kyle was 44 and then adam was 45 so i fall in right there at 46 all right. very good <laughs> very cool. yeah all right man yeah, oh go ahead we're gonna try and cover all the 40s i guess just keep <laughs> it going i think we're like the only uh four generation in any professional sport so it's pretty sure. cool impressive to, awesome. to be part of that um but hopefully we can keep it going and you and you you have aspirations eventually to to get to the cup series right uh yeah for sure i think every short track driver kind of feels that at some point they want to drive um that kind of stuff but of course there's a lot that goes into making it to that level and uh hopefully it, i see it fit that that it works out all right. Well, uh, something you may not know, but our guests on the show, typically, at least the driver guests uh, we have on the show, go on to uh, be fairly successful in their next race. So Toledo Speedway, uh, don't don't let us down there. Expecting All right. I'll try not to. <laughs> All right. I'm man. looking forward to it now. Maybe that's my good luck charm. There you I go. I have to call in before every race. There you go. You can tape us <laughs> under your seat. <laughs> All right, Thad Moffitt, All right. we appreciate it. And uh, good luck this weekend. 
Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. Yep. We'll see you. Thanks ya. so much, Thad. Thanks, Thad. Thank you. There you go. Thad Moffat, the uh, Thaddeus Moffat, actually. Grandson of the infamous, I guess he's not infamous, the famous Richard Petty. Yeah. Yeah. The next generation of the famous Petty clan. There you go. Do you got time to finish uh, the racing roundup there, Jerry? You got to take off. Sure. We, we, we can wrap this up real quick. Uh, right. We were down to, to the NASCAR results from this past yep. weekend. Austin Sendrick earned his third win of the season, topping the NASCAR Xfinity Series driving 200 at Dover International Speedway by 3.796 seconds over Josh Berry after not having the best car early in the race. Barry's second place finish wasn't the win he desired, but it did come with a consolation prize in the final in the form of the final one hundred thousand dollar dash for cash bonus of the year. Justin Algeyer crossed the line in third on Sunday. Alex Bowman took the car Jimmy Johnson made famous and put it back to victory lane in the dry de- dry four hundred at Dover. Bowman took the lead with ninety seven laps left, beating teammate Kyle Larson off pit road, and then pulled away by two point zero one seven seconds. Larson held on to second, and Chase Elliott was third. William Byron was fourth. It was the fourth time in Cup Series and the second time in the modern era that one team took the top four positions in the final rundown. Next up for NASCAR in the Cup Series, it's the Echo Park Texas Grand Prix at the Circuits of America on Sunday, May 23rd at 2.30 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Pitballs 250 at the Circuit of the Americas on Saturday, the 22nd at 4 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. And the trucks are in action at the Toyota 225 at the Circuit of, Circuits of the Americas on Saturday, May 22nd at 1 p.m. Let's call it Coda. Coda. There you go. At the Coda. That's the end, right? Or is that when you have to go back? No, that's with a D. That's the wrong yeah. Coda. Yeah. Ah, my bad. NTT IndyCar Series action. The IndyCar Series trend of the first-time winners continued on Saturday at the GMR Grand Prix as Renus VK of the Netherlands scored his first career win. The Dutch driver also gave Ed Carpenter Racing its first-ever victory at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. VK defeated IndyCar Ricky Romain Grosjean by 4.510 seconds. Alex Palou rounded out the podium. Next up for IndyCar, the 105th running of the Indianapolis 500 on Sunday, May 30th at 11 a.m. on NBC. Man, who I, I, the month of May is something special. I don't care what anybody says. Even in this era where things have changed a little bit, I still get excited about Indy. It just doesn't seem like we're at the end of May already. No, it doesn't. I mean, we're talking about the you know the Memorial Cup next week at, at Lima Land on the 28th, 29th, 30th, that weekend for the Ron Colley Jr. Uh, Memorial races we got going on. And it just doesn't seem right. I keep thinking it's three weeks away. I, I got a race in two weeks, and I got all kinds of work to do to this truck. So uh, it, it's creeping up in a hurry. Yeah, race season's moving along. No excuses. Like no excuses there, Jerry. Nope, no excuses. I, I'm getting it done. I'm going racing. I'll be at Oakshade on June 5th. Cannot wait. Uh, that's the track my dad got his first career feature win at. Being able to announce with Scott up there, you know, the last season and. You know, one-offs before that has been really, really cool and kind of a bucket list item. But getting the race up there, that that's going to really take care of the bucket list check mark for me. So, I I, I wish I could race that. against you. I wish you can. Uh, the announcer well, we race. Can, we could we could schedule a grudge race. We can run a grudge. I think my four cylinder can keep up with the Ocho. I'll give you a head start. Uh, oh yeah. I think Pam's on here. Pam, want to make this happen? Pam. Oh, I guess she isn't. Oh. Yeah, I'll give you, you a, see if the RK, RK1. You can depending, give me a lap. Dep- well, it depends like on how many depends on how many laps we go. <laughs> I got half the motor, so I should get twice the head start. 
We'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah, but you got a lot less weight. <laughs> we'll talk about it. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. 2,400 pounds with driver. I think my truck is 2,520 the last time I scaled it. So there We got a shower oh, on that one. There you go. There it is. Okay. The Ocho versus the RK1, June 5th. Nobody. Can I get in on this? Who's going to announce that? <laughs> no, no, no. We'll let Ron announce. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I, I, I want in on this. Oh, you're going to be in on it too? The late model? Oh, then I, I want to, depending, we got to figure out the laps because I need a head start from you then. <laughs> Four laps. I get a two lap head start. No. Well, you get a one lap head start. <laughs> I think two laps is a lot. That's a lot to overcome in four laps. Against a late model, though? Come well, on now. Well, we're, we'll figure it out. We got uh, Greg Stillwell Jr. going to be checking in here anytime now. Uh, Gentlemen, I'm taking my leave. Off to do some eye racing for the Wicked Energy Gum uh, 410 Outlaw Series. Uh, guys, get done. 8 o'clock, come on over to Dirt Racing Network. Check it out. It's going to be a good time. Wicked Cushion Esports, everybody involved with that. Looking forward to it. So, until then. Eight o'clock. I work through lunch. I'm eating dinner, Jerry. Sorry oh. to disappoint you, brother. <laughs> you can you can eat and watch. There you go. Yeah. Something to watch. Streaming on the big screen. You and Kathy can still listen to yeah. my great voice. <laughs> good, good job tonight, Jerry. All right, Jerry. Thank you guys so much. Look forward to seeing you guys again soon. Yep. See you next week. I'm going to thank uh, Big D's Pizza and Subs, Ribs. Uh, we already did Big D's, didn't we? I have them down yeah. here twice for some reason. How about Real Geese Silhouette Decoys? The most technologically advanced goose and duck decoys ever produced. Manufactured here in the U.S. Check out realgeese.com or call 419-800-8100. Check out their new hoodies. Uh, it's available on their website. Also, uh, Millstream Speedway. Uh, haven't heard uh, much from uh, from Scott and the crew at, at Millstream. I'm assuming they're hard at work getting things ready for the opener coming up no, on I, June 13th. I, I know they are. Uh, late models, Strucks, uh, so both you and I will be there. Um, follow them on uh, Twitter, Facebook, or uh, stop by millstreamspeedway.net for more information. Looking forward to No, I did hear that Scott was down at Fremont Saturday, and he was talking with the truck guys and I heard he made a commitment that if they brought enough of the uh, Fremont trucks, that they could run their own division. So mm. there, there's a there's a little carrot out in front of the uh, Fremont truck guys. Uh, show up Millstream on Sundays. I'm sure uh, Corey McCoy will. Uh, oh round yeah, up some drivers there. He's always good for that. Getting them at uh, Sandusky and wherever. Um, should we start with the racing? I did. I went to uh, Toledo Speedway on Saturday for that school bus figure. It's the first time I've seen that in person. Right. And the best. I really wanted to get audio. I should have been recording uh, Kenny Schrader, uh, his post-race interview, because he actually get, went up through the field and was leading for a while until he got smashed he, into a, a parked bus in the intersection. I watched, I watched it on, uh, on your live feed, and uh, he drove a heck of a race. Yeah, his interview, though, was great afterwards. He's like... Uh, and then somebody dumped him. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I, I didn't realize you got to drive like an asshole. <laughs> but he had a lot of fun, and uh, he said it's not really school bus. It's not really school bus racing. It's more bus wrestling, is how he described it. it was a yeah, pretty yeah, good, uh, pretty good interview there. And of course, uh, Greg Stillwell Jr. picking up that uh, victory in the late model sportsman feature. Um, it was pretty interesting. I think it was Archie Paget that uh, went on his side. Yeah, and they rolled him back over and kept going. It was fine. Right. No big deal. No big win. They For the boat race, uh, one of the cars, I guess, uh, was having some issues. So they actually got 
uh, a push vehicle that was out there towing a boat doing the figure really? eight. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the pages was, was driving that as well. <laughs> so the bus, the, the boat got hit. The car, the vehicle that was towing was fine. It, it pulled off and, and got away. So anyway, uh, go through a little bit of news here before we get to uh, Greg, who should be checking in anytime now. Uh, due to uh, ongoing restrictions in Ontario, 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 fo- Ontario, Canada, fo- focusing on COVID-19 health and safety measures, organizers for the Honda Indy Toronto and the NTT IndyCar Series have canceled this year's running of the event. And uh, speaking of which, this is going to be Greg, so we'll, we'll just throw him live on the air. Mr. Stillwell. What's going on, guys? Hey, how are you? Hey, Greg, welcome to <laughs> Hammerdown. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Doing the uh, double duty fight, talking to you guys and uh, helping coach my son's t-ball team. So we're kind of doing a little bit of both. Oh, you're coaching. <laughs> right. I, didn't, I didn't realize you were coaching, too. I thought you were just uh, watching. Are, are you guys winning? No. Uh, it's just t-ball, so it's pretty cool. They all get to bat. And they all, they're, not, they're not allowed uh, to keep score, Scott. Come on. Oh. Get, in, get into this parenting <laughs> thing. So they all get part- yeah. participation awards, huh? And, only, yeah, the well, for- only the parents keep score. Yeah, it's uh, it's only for kindergarten, so oh. we're just trying to get the fundamentals down. So, okay, well, congratulations on your participation award uh, on Sunday. Yeah, thank you, man. <laughs> it's uh, it was awesome. Uh, you know, last time we had talked, you know, we had the, the Silver Cup Championship, and uh, we had won that uh, first feature race uh, in the sportsman division out there, and uh, you know, there was a lot of. Uh, a lot of high hopes after that, and I uh, was really excited to get going again. And uh, obviously, 2020, but with COVID, it kind of changed things a little bit. So it was uh, a nice, uh, a nice fresh uh, breath of air to come out and uh, grab the first win of the night. Now you didn't, and, you didn't get to run at all last year, did you? Uh, no, we didn't. We looked at a couple of possibilities, but all in all, it just uh, nothing really added up on our schedule to. Uh, go out and try to get the car ready. We did have a race in October. Uh, I think they were going to put us part of the glass city, um, but we ended up uh, getting rained out. So uh, we didn't run. What were you going to say, Ron? I don't know. (laughs) I've I've moved on from that. Okay. Uh, Well, let's, (laughs) let's talk about that win uh, on Sunday. I mean, things got pretty interesting there early, uh, right in front of you with uh, uh, that incident with Grant, Grant uh, Hedges and Mike Young. Uh, what was uh, your take yeah. on all that? And how'd you get through well, it? Well, uh, I was like, uh, of course, uh, opening night, we're going to wreck them up here pretty early <laughs> in the future. And uh, so I, I was kind of already hesitant just because of that thought, you know. Um, but uh, when it happened, I was like, oh, this, this is a little too close for comfort this early in the race. But uh, funny story about that is uh, I got underneath of uh, Young just a little bit and it kind of pickled up the bumper and the hood a little and i thought well i might have screwed something up bad and uh um the, the guys on pit road said that we were good when we were going around and then uh i informed them at that time i was like you know i think i lost brakes also uh when that happened and I, they I were like uh, quote, i heard your quote on that one yeah so uh Turns out that we, uh, when I hit the brake so hard that the uh, left rear uh, caliper, uh, the welds, everything broke there and spun around. So, uh, yeah, after that, uh, we pretty much ran the entire race without brakes. 
And you prove that you don't need brakes, apparently, at Toledo Speedway. Yeah, absolutely. I guess that's faster at Toledo without them. <laughs> now, uh, unfortunately, right when that incident started happening, coming out at turn number four, uh, some guy stood up right in front of me, and I couldn't see anything except for the aftermath. So you did have a little contact with, with Young then? Yeah, Getting just a little the- bit. We got up under his bumper a little bit, and then uh, kind of, like I said, uh, our uh, – bars a little bit there to hold the hood in place uh kind of pushed back but uh all relatively minor and uh you know we were able to continue on so that was good the car handled okay then without having brakes i mean did you still try to use the brakes we had well i have front brakes so i guess that was you know i had a little bit um you know you always worry about having too much brake by it one way or the other but uh it worked out the way they did i, I was light on it because i didn't want to to mash them for any reason and find out if the car was going to stay straight or not. Well, you, uh, I mean, you, once you got the lead and drove out, uh, out to, you drove out to a pretty big lead and pretty much uncontested from there. I mean, uh, do you, you guys have spotters? Yes. Yes, we do. I, have- thought, I thought I saw the spotter guys go, going up <laughs> there. So is, are they telling you how much of a, a lead that you have and whether you need to pick it up or not? Yeah, I was actually, it was, it was kind of funny because Typically, I'm, I'm hearing a lot from my spotter, and uh, I wasn't hearing a whole lot, and I know there's some really fast cars that are behind me, so um, I started wondering, well, what the heck's going on back there? And uh, I think there was about 10 laps to go, and I finally got some uh, feedback from them that, hey, you got plenty of room, you got like 15 car lengths, just hit your marks <laughs> and uh, drive a smooth race, you'll be all right. And I, I actually had radio back to them, I was like, oh, I was wondering what was going on. <laughs> I didn't hear you say anything, so it was pretty cool that uh, we had a pretty substantial lead, and they just kind of let me drive the car and, and let me do my thing. So it worked out pretty good. So how big with was no, with no brakes? Uh, I would assume that you were backing your corner up just a little bit and rolling the center. And did you learn anything from that? Um, yeah, actually, it was a different technique than I typically use. I'm a little more aggressive on entry, um, so having to back out a little bit earlier, and uh, it, it taught me a few things as far as uh, how the car is going to rotate the corner. And uh, I mean, I'll keep my secrets to myself, but uh, I, I definitely learned a few things. <laughs> so how big was the celebration after the win on Sunday? Uh, it was pretty special. Um, you know, I... Again, you know, I, th- I think we have some doubters out there um, to be unnamed, but uh, I don't, I've, I've heard some rumblings that maybe we we don't belong where we're at, and it's kind of a fluky thing. So to get the second one was really important to me. And then um, on top of that, uh, my my grandfather had uh, passed away recently, and uh, so I took that opportunity, you know, obviously to dedicate to him. I got pretty emotional about it. Kind of hard to talk about, but uh, you know after a deep breath and everything, it, it, it really sat in that it was, uh, something pretty special. And like I told them that I would never have been able to race if I hadn't had my grandfather teach me how to drive a stick. And so that, that just meant all that much more to me about it. Awesome. So how, uh, how well uh, positioned do you think you are for making a run at the track championship? I mean, despite the win, you're, you're, you're second in points to Ron Allen, uh, you know, but it's only one race. So, uh, Long way yeah. to go. What, what, uh, what's your expectations as far as the track championship at Toledo? Well, my expectation is exactly that. Uh, we're going to go after it. Um, there's no reason not to. Uh, we've got a pretty solid machine. Um, it's been really consistent uh, after we found the speed last year or two years ago. Um, 
so yeah, I, I think that that's our goal. We want to win the championship. We want to win some races and, uh, and show everybody that we do belong. And, uh, you know, let, let, let my driving and, and, and let the racing, uh, speak for itself. I'm guessing that this uh, second win is, is instilled quite a bit of confidence in, in you moving forward here. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, we had gone so long without winning a race. Um, first year racing was in 2002 and we won a street stock B main, uh, feature. And that other than heat races, that was the last time that we won a race, uh, going back to 2019 when we won our first, uh, late model sportsman race. So I've got three victories now, um, total, uh, in my career and, uh, two here very close together. And, uh, I'm, I'm really planning on, uh, going out there and getting after it. I, I don't know. Like I said, in my, uh, interview the other night, uh, you know, I was close to walking away because we just weren't competitive enough. You know, I felt like I had the skill set, but I just didn't want to go out and run laps. Um, I wanted to win and I wanted to be competitive. And, uh, my wife was a huge pillar and, uh, talking me out of that and, uh, telling me to continue on. And so basically 2019 came down to, I'm going to give it one more shot for, uh, throw everything we've got at this car and see what happens. And uh, it was kind of like a last hurrah and it, it just all worked out. And now I'm more motivated than I've ever been. So it's kind of crazy. It's almost like my first season again. Yeah, J- Jerry was uh, mentioning something. Jerry, our other co-host, had to leave here a little bit ago. He wanted to ask okay. about the the retiring thing that he, he heard you were retiring. So that kind of explains what's going on with that. I mean, so what's what's your uh, outlook now on race? I mean, are you going to keep doing this uh, as long as you can? I mean, yeah. any any yeah, absolutely. I think so. I think my plan is to do, to to keep going. Um, you know, I've. Uh, I've got goals, so I really want to make sure that uh, we can get this championship, and that's that's really what I want to go after. Um, and then, you know, if we, if we achieve that, maybe we'll do some traveling or something, and, and try some different tracks, and and see how we might, you know, square up against some uh, other competition in other places. But uh, for the most part, Toledo and uh, Flat Rock are going to be our home tracks, and I don't anticipate a whole lot of change with that. We might, you know, run out and try to catch a couple of summer just to do something different. Um, but other than that, yeah, we're, we're, we're really focused right now on, on championship. Awesome. Uh, any sponsors uh, you want to give a shout out to? I know one of them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd, I'd like to take uh, fuse tech, uh, hot tech, their uh, ceramic welding company, uh, alternative plumbing, uh, fast lane automotive, free uh, frame photos, uh, smashing Toledo, uh, Fisher Metal and Fabrication, uh, my company Blade, Long-term Landscaping, and then also can't forget Ron. I forgot him the other night, so I sincerely apologize, Ron. I'm making uh, it up to you now, buddy. Uh, absolutely heartbroken. I know, man. I, you know, Dad said something to me after. He's like, you know, you forgot one. And I was like, I did? <laughs> and, uh, and he goes, yeah, you forgot Ron. I was like, ah. Oh. Dang it. So I told him I'd make it up to you. So uh, here it is, man. Ron Miller Race Cars for any racing needs. Let's see him. He definitely has what you need. Well, the next time you're in Winter Circle, I expect a, a live, not uh, not on uh, our, our podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the easy way to give it a go. I also got to thank my crew. You know, uh, one of our successes is with the hand, uh, Brad Youngster, uh, Youngster Motorsports. Uh, he's put a lot of time in. 
uh, helping us figure out the car. He's kind of the key piece of getting him involved with us, um, going to him with my concerns, and he said, and he, he was right. He fixed it. Um, this, this year, we've got Jeff Meyer uh, Jr. on our uh, crew chief uh, position, uh, kind of helping Dad out a little bit, and uh, he really helped us out tremendously uh, on Sunday with that uh, feature win. And then my spotter, Randy Randall, and then my Uncle Bobby, um, is also a crew member, and helps out with whatever we need. So, um, yeah, without those guys um, and the team aspect, we definitely wouldn't be where we're at. Well, you know, Ron, Ron's head's getting kind of big because he's got his sponsorship on, on a number of winning uh, drivers recently. So, so I'm sure he appreciates <laughs> he's that. He's putting out a good juju. I guess we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Need to share some of that. Are you all set, uh, ready to go for this weekend then? Yeah, we're going to go through the car. We're, we got it out. We got everything fixed. It was broke. Um, we're going to get it on the scales tomorrow and uh, just fine-tune some things, see where we're at um, after the feature uh, from Sunday and uh, hopefully make some changes. I'd like to go after that, uh, that track record also. So I, like I said, I got some pretty lofty goals, and we're going to have to work really hard to achieve them. So, um, but if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go after it all. I'm just that kind of guy. You know what I mean? Awesome. Buy some tires. Buy some tires. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I know. I'm going to have to come to Ron and get some tires. Well, I got blades, too. They seem to help me out pretty well. Oh, yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, Greg, congr- yeah. or congratulations on the win last weekend. Um, good luck this weekend. We were talking to Thad Moffat earlier, and uh, we told him the, the good juju that we usually give off to our guests uh, on the show that usually go <laughs> on and and are pretty successful in their next race. So uh, both you guys at Toledo Speedway uh, on Saturday night. So uh, we expect a win from each of you. No pressure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely can tell you that you're chasing after it, and uh, hopefully we can have a very similar outcome, and uh, I'll make sure that I'll hit Ron up in uh, victory lane, uh, <laughs> make, it, make it up for lost time. But uh, I appreciate you guys having me on the show, and uh, have a great evening, all right? All right, man. Thanks, Greg. Congrat- congratulations on a well-deserved win, Greg. You guys work hard. I appreciate it. I really do. All right, we'll see you. All right, buddy. Thanks, guys. Yep. Good luck Bye. with uh, the T-ball. Absolutely. <laughs> right, later. They don't keep score, Scott. Yeah. Uh, Greg Stillwell Jr. there. I believe, you know, now I got to thinking about it, I think the last time we had him on the show was after he got that uh, Gold Cup uh, championship, which would have been after the 2019 season, and he didn't race last season. So his first Our race, his first race after being on the show was this past Sunday, and he got the win. So yeah, there you go. And now he's been on the show again. Yes, we we, ex- we expect big things. And uh, there's there's Charlie from uh, Freeze Frame Photos. I was going to say that uh, Greg and I are, are sponsor teammates. I haven't announced this yet, but uh, we're going to get a freeze frame photo sticker on the side of the Ocho. All right. Yeah. So, and maybe I can add my name to that list. I don't know. All right. Uh, we got some uh, news to catch up on here. We got, we'll go over uh, this weekend's racing. We have the weekend weather pit stop with Ryan Weekman. I almost said Ryan Newman. I think I did that last week. And uh, this week's how many? Chance to win a Big D's pizza coming up in uh, just a few. Um, I have like six pages of prep. I got too much stuff here going on. Uh, a couple alter. Did you see the uh, altercations that broke out after the late model feature at Tri City Speedway in North Carolina? Uh, late model race. I think I think I did. Yeah. Yeah. It seems to be 
happening quite a bit, but uh, some people got, uh, actually, at least one person got injured in this altercation, and some of the stuff I saw in the video was a little uh, crazy. Uh, but I guess uh, a couple drivers in the late model feature got together uh, under a late caution. Justin Johnson and Jacob Hefner, I believe his name is. Uh, Hefner's team approached Johnson. Uh, his team was celebrating the win on the front stretch at the time, and uh, they had gotten to a little altercation there. And then after that fight was broken up, things sparked up again in the pits, uh, this time with tools being used as weapons. And the hauler tires got slashed. Uh, I saw some girl with uh, it looked like a big wrench just wailing on somebody on the ground, which I was like, holy cow. That seems a little, little bit much. Uh, but, uh, yeah, at least one person was injured and uh, needed stitches in that altercation. Yeah, that's that's over the top, Scott. And, a bit, and yeah. re- really can't go there. Yeah, leave it between the drivers and no extra weapons. Paul Menard will run the Thor Sport NASCAR truck this weekend at uh, Circuit of America's race. Oh. So, yeah, Thor Sport sporting uh, Paul Menard. Paul, remember Paul Menard kind of gave up his ride so uh, Matt Benedetto could get into the uh, right. 21 car. So, uh Interesting to see how he does in the truck series. Ricky Craig, uh, did you hear about him? Anderson Speedway he was injured Saturday no. night. He uh, ran over some debris and either cut a fuel oh, line or, or something, and uh, the car just burst into flames. Uh, he was actually leading and was under the yellow flag when all this happened. The car erupted. Uh, he suffered second and third degree burns. Uh, he was not wearing gloves. And I think I might have read, I, don't quote me on this, but I thought I read that he they had window nets and that his window net wasn't properly put up so they had some issues trying to get that down so safety. his hands were burning and he couldn't yeah. think clearly to get out yeah so there's another another reason for safety equipment as much as you can there's too much is not overkill as far as uh, safety equipment goes um xfinity uh series driver justin haley has been medically cleared to return to competition for this weekend's event at uh, circuit of the americas after sitting out the race at dover last weekend he had uh, passed the, the COVID-19 uh, stuff. He's he's moved beyond that. That's uh, why yeah. he had to sit out at Dover last week. Uh, North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper announced, uh, we talked a little bit last week, that uh, the Camping World guy, Lamonis, right. uh, was yep. going to pitch in a, a million dollars or something to help out um, Wilk, North Wilkesboro to bring that back if, if they would uh, bring a race back there. Well, North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper announced this week that $30 million coming from the American Rescue Plan will go towards repairs to North Wilkesboro, Rockingham, and Charlotte. I don't know what needs to be repaired at Charlotte, but uh, Rockingham and North North Wilkesboro have not hosted a cup race in quite some time. Rockingham had some races in the early 2000s, maybe even up to 2010 or something. I think they're making that a uh, entertainment complex, as I recall. That'll certainly be good for the state, Scott. Yeah, yeah, and it will employ people. And uh, here's something right up uh, your your alley, kind Uh-oh. of a, a political thing here for you. All right, the U.S. Motorsports Association Congressman Patrick McHenry from uh, North Carolina introduced uh, recognizing the Protection of Motorsports Act 2021, or the RPM Act. I mean, this we've kind of heard of about the RPM Act off and on over the past few years. 
Uh, this act, uh, which would permanently block attempts by the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, to regulate modified motor vehicles used for racing. For decades, automobile enthusiasts have modified street vehicles into race cars that were used exclusively at closed racetracks. In early 2016, the EPA issued a proposal rule, a proposed rule, uh, that would make it illegal for this practice to continue via the Clean Air Act, even though Congress never intended for race cars to be subject to the Clean Air Act. While the proposed EPA regulation was withdrawn in April of 2016, the RPM Act would make permanent that race cars are exempt from EPA regulations uh, as far as the Clean Air Act goes. Uh, the Clean Air Act authorizes the EPA to regulate motor vehicles, but these regulations have never applied to race cars. In 1990, Congress affirmed this exemption when it authorized the EPA to regulate non-road vehicles and explicitly excluded any vehicle used solely for competition from uh, the non-road definition. Uh, In that 2016 action, Scott, there was a huge petition drive. Um, I, I believe that probably swayed the EPA. Yeah. Well, let's, let's hope that, uh, that stuff doesn't come back or this RPM act sounds like a a pretty good deal for, for racers. Uh, Brad Keselowski has been uh, offered an ownership stake in the current Roush Fenway Racing Program. The new team would be called Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing. Both Roush and Penske run uh, Ford machines. Uh, Roush Fenway has uh, been struggling with performance in recent years. However, the next-gen car will make its debut next year, and it's likely to level the playing field across the board. Beyond ownership, it's rumored that Keselowski would become the new driver of the number 6 machine uh, the future of the current number six driver, Ryan Newman, is unknown. Newman may field a third entry for Roush, or uh, Newman could be moving away from the organization. I don't want to see Keselowski in the six. That's always that's Mark Martin's number. Yeah. Greg Biffle, Scott Speed, and Scott Bloomquist, Ryan Miller's favorite racer. Yeah. Have been added to the lineup at select events for the inaugural SRX Superstar Racing Experience season. So be- uh, I, I, I see that they're still adding racers that either are retired or should be. <laughs> Wait, let's see. Uh, Biffle, he's kind of retired. Uh, um, Speed's been retired. Yeah. So uh, I see I see where you're going with that. <laughs> okay, Scott. Danica Patrick's race day on the 105th Indianapolis 500 will go from being on the air for NBC during his pre-race and race telecast to on the track as the driver of the Indy 500 pace car. No. Patrick competed in eight Indy 500s as a driver, and I'm sure there's a joke in there uh, as far as uh, her driving the pace car and something happening, but we're just going to... We won't go there. We're going to let that go. Let's check out our uh, Twitter poll results uh, from this past week, which uh, actually we should have brought this up to Greg. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, the... Twitter poll was simply dirt or asphalt. That was it. Oh, yeah, well. And the results are dirt 94.7%. Oh, my. Asphalt kind of got its ass kicked. It got zero, and uh, 5.3 were uh, both. And 0% neither, so that's a good sign, too. Well, okay. So uh, I guess uh, our audience heavily skews dirt, so... Uh, Arca races on dirt, so that's okay that we had. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, moving on, 
What else we got here? Um, how many? Let's play how many. Do we have a Twitter poll for this week? I haven't come up with one yet. Usually I do it oh, on okay. Monday. What do you got? No, I just thought maybe you had some thoughts and we could put no, it out there. Usually it's uh, Monday or Tuesday. And I'm like, oh, crap, I got to come up with something for a Twitter poll. What, what, what are we thinking? I don't know. So, yeah, I'm always open. If anybody's got any ideas, uh, feel free to uh, send me a message on uh, Facebook or, or whatever. Uh, last week's How Many was how many late models were going to be at Eldora on uh, this past Saturday for the American Late Model Series show. The Was it the, the Mudslinger deal? And uh, we had some pretty high guesses. But uh, you were the closest. The actual number was 22 cars. Oh, wow. Which seemed pretty low for a 5,000 to win show. Uh, you picked 36, so uh, you're the on-show winner. Dean Henry was actually the closest of our uh, audience. He picked 35, but since he can have as many pizzas as he wants anyway, since he owns Big D's Pizza, we're going to give the uh, winning number of 36 picked by Doug Frost. So Doug Frost is our... How many... Winner for this week uh, gets a Big D's pizza there. Get with uh, Dean Henry or shoot me a message and we'll take care of you. So this week's how many? And uh, it's been uh, it's been a little lean to, in recent years for the Arkham Menard series. Uh, how many Arkham Menard series competitors will start the race Saturday night at Toledo Speedway? How many will start? How many will start? Okay, so if there's an incident in qualifying or practice... Um... Okay. <laughs> Ooh. What do you got, Ron? It's going to be in the teens. Um, I'm I'm going to go with 19. All right. That reminds me of a song. I'll have to play it for you sometime uh, from the 80s. It's terrible. I'm going to go with 18 then. Oh, yeah. Going with 18. So if uh, you want a chance to win a Big D's Pizza... Head on over to our Facebook page if you're not listening to us uh, live right now on Facebook and it's not Thursday night. Uh, find the video and put your guess in the comments. Just uh, put a number in there. We'll give you until, we'll say noon on Saturday. We'll let it go for a while here. So you got plenty Kathy's, of time. Kathy's not exactly in studio. I think she's out in the sunroom on her iPad. Hopefully she's listening. She's back home. All right. Well, and, uh, if she got, she has a guess, let me know. We'll, we'll, I'll write it down yeah. here. All right. Um, want to mention Millstream's? I mentioned Millstream, didn't I already? Yeah, we already talked about. It. We didn't talk about Ron Miller yeah. race cars. Somebody did a bad job with the uh, the prep this week. Ron Miller race cars, Lamberville, Michigan. Give them a call seven three four eight five six seven two two three for race cars, parts, safety equipment, service, everything a racer 20. needs. Twenty? Is that what I heard? Twenty. Twenty. All she right. she said twenty. She's got twenty. So uh, be like Jerry. And uh, I actually purchased some stuff from Ron. Actually, I'll be seeing you after the show because I got to pick some, some stuff up to try. Some and more stuff, stuff, yeah. Yeah, some stuff. Uh, so if you need stuff, give Ron a call. 734-856-7223. Yeah. And uh, here, we'll give you. There, you got your own ticker now for a little Ooh, bit. baby. Got too, too many sponsors for one ticker. Uh, coming up, we have that weekend weather pit stop right now. Uh, let's talk about the racing going on this weekend. Tomorrow night, Lima Land Motorsports Park. Run for the Rabbit, featuring the NRA 360 Sprints, UMP Modified, Stock Cars in Action. Gates open at 5, racing at 
Uh, general admission is 12 bucks for that. Flat Rock, special Friday night date. It's the uh, Friday night special for Flat Rock Speedway up in Michigan. They're going to feature the Outlaw Super Late Models, figure eights, and street stocks. Main gate opens at 5.30, racing at 7.30. General admission tickets there is 15 bucks. Attica Raceway Park, big show tomorrow there. Uh, Kissler Engines Classic, World of Outlaws, NAS Energy Drink Sprints, 10000 to win. Uh, 305 Sprints racing in support of that event. Gates will open a little earlier at 3.30, racing at regular race time, 7.45. General admission for that one. Uh, Going to have to dig into your pockets a little bit more for, for a 10000 to win show. That's going to be $32 uh, for, for general admission for that. But they are opening up uh, those uh, extended uh, bleachers. They added on to the back of their bleachers. Oh. So first time those will be open uh, for people to use. So that's cool. That's all. That's your choices for Friday night. Saturday, yeah, you got a lot of choices there too. Toledo Speedway featuring the uh, Hearst Potato Chip 200 with the Arkham Menard Series. Late model sportsmen and the factory stocks will be in action. Uh, the support class features will start at 5. The ARCA race will start at 8 p.m. General admission tickets there is 25 bucks advanced, $30 day of. Oakshade Raceway in action with uh, UMP Late Model, Sportsman Bombers, Compacts. Gates open at 4, racing at 7 p.m. General admission, $14 at Oakshade. Sandusky Speedway. They're going to have the Modifies, the Renegades, the Beginner Stocks, the Pure Stocks. Uh, pit gate opens at 3, main gate at 4, racing at 7 o'clock at Sandusky. General admission, $12 there. I believe uh, there was some extra money added into... Maybe One it's of the, the, divisions. the Renegades. Yeah, they mm -hmm. uh, added something in there. So a little extra there at Sandusky Speedway. Fremont Speedway back in action with uh, 410 Sprints, 305 Sprints, Dirt Trucks, and uh, the Makeup 305 Sprint feature from April 24th where they got cut short. So some extra 305 Sprint car racing for you. Gates open at 4, racing at 7. General Mission, 15 bucks for that show at Fremont Speedway. Eldora Speedway, it's Family Fireworks Night, featuring the NRA 360 Sprints, Modifieds, Eldora Stocks. Gates open at 5, and uh, racing at 7.30. Reserve seats starting at 10 bucks for that show at Eldora. And at Shady Bowl, going to add Shady Bowl to our uh, list of uh, tracks here with, with Jerry being the announcer down there. Second annual, uh, Bill Hot Rod McElfresh, 55. 55 laps uh, for the compacts. 1,000 to win for that show. Uh, they're also going to have uh, late models, thunder cars, and the tuners. Gates open at 4. Uh, racing at 7. 15 bucks for general admission there at Shady Bowl. And, no, there's nothing wrong with the ticker at the bottom. That's a Ron special I'm ticker. Just get, I'm just getting caught up. Yeah. Just getting caught up. There you go. So there you go. I was I was out of the queue for a while. Yes, it's time for that weekend weather pit stop. Uh, let's check out Ryan Weekman's forecast for uh, this weekend's uh, racing at area tracks. Here is your weekend weather pit stop forecast. I'm First Alert Meteorologist Ryan Weekman. Well, no question about it. It's going to be warm Friday and Saturday for our races. Friday at Lima Land, Flat Rock, and Attica. Expect temperatures close to 90 degrees in the late afternoon hours. And by start times in the 7 o'clock hour, we're still going to be well into the 80s. Winds should be light, and it should be a great night for racing. Saturday, we've got Toledo Speedway starting up at 
5 p.m. We've got Oakshade, Sandusky, Fremont, and Eldora all on the lineup as well. And while I do believe everybody's going to stay dry, there is just a slight chance. I'll put it at around 20% for a sneaky pop-up shower late in the day. Overall, very warm highs back in the upper 80s. Lots of sunshine until those afternoon clouds pop up. A very summer feeling for the middle of May. This has been your weekend weather pit stop forecast. I'm First Alert meteorologist Ryan Weekman. There he goes. And there he goes. There he goes. Ryan Weekman burning some rubber there. That's about it for uh, this week's edition of the Hammerdown Racing Report. Oh, we do have uh, one other one other thing here because uh, apparently, whoa. doing scott did you leave us i did i hit the, i don't know what happened <laughs> hit some buttons and then all of a sudden it was like oh, oh my i'm not here anymore um i still know i still have to get back to where i was going here i was going back to the comments uh uh so matt swander is uh stepping down as the uh flagman at, at oakshade so he wanted us to uh, pass that along we're gonna miss him and yeah. his, his huge flags out there at oakshade raceway so Anyway, are, are you are you bringing your flags? I the little those back there. Yeah, I could. Yeah, maybe I'll bring those. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll uh, give them to uh, whoever is going to be flagging on on Saturday. They're clean at least for the most part. They'll get dirty, but I was going to suggest Ryan Clare, but he's been running that truck and oh yeah, you know, you was know. he the kid that used to do the flags? Yes, that- that, that, was junior, that was Junior now Flagman. Now he's out there racing. That's and he's doing a very good job in, in, a, in a senior citizen truck. <laughs> senior citizen truck. Okay. Fair enough. Truck is old. And, and Ryan has been doing very, very well. Yes, he has. Yes. Um, we'll be back next uh, Thursday night, 7 o'clock, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Everywhere else we are, I want to thank uh, associate producer Dave Kemmer. Field correspondents, Matt Swander, Doug Doc. Matt's uh, said he'll stick on as uh, our field correspondent for us. So Very good. Um, yeah. No hammer down uh, hotline playback uh, this week. So if uh, Thankfully. I know. You, well, here, we'll promote it, though. Just, just in case you want to leave a message, be on the show next week. 419-318-3081. That's 419-318-3081. Call it anytime, day or night. I don't care. It doesn't ring anywhere. It just goes straight to voicemail, and uh, you can be on the show if you leave us a message. Scott, homework assignment for Uh-oh. you. I know Flat Rock tried their uh, early start time. Um, I wonder how that worked out, and uh, we'll have a, a Saturday night opportunity instead of Saturday afternoon this week or a Friday night. So uh, I'd be interested in knowing how, how well that uh, early start time worked. All right, I'll talk to Scott Schultz before uh, next week's show, and I'll report back. Hopefully, I'll get Very an good. A on my report. Yay. Thanks again to uh, all of our sponsors, Oakshade Raceway, Real Geese Silhouette de- Decoys, uh, Millstream Speedway, Big D's Pizza, Ron Miller Race Cars, Freeze Frame Photos. Glad to have uh, them back on board. They'll be with us uh, at least uh, through the end of June and probably beyond that. So Yay. Make sure to support all of our great sponsors. They keep the show going. 
if you don't want the show to keep going, don't support them. I mean, that's cool, right? Or if you really <laughs> like the show, call Scott and we'll add you to the scroll. Oh, there you can do that. Well, and we'll have to know. I the scroll's already full. We're gonna have to make another scroll, and I'll just have to keep switching it or something. No, that's okay. We can do that. You have the technology. Yeah, I don't know if I have the the ability, but we do have the technology. <laughs> All right, we're out. We'll see you next week. Uh, Go enjoy some great racing action this weekend. We'll see you all at a racetrack somewhere real soon. There you go. You have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. Pit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on!